Fight Strike. I'm Jason. I'm Kevin. And we are back again. We are looking tonight at uh, how we did the results of Fight Night 150, also called Fight Night Fort Lauderdale. So we're going to go over Jacare and Hermanson from Fight Night 150 last week, and then we'll be looking ahead to Fight Night 151 coming up in Ottawa this coming up Saturday. But first, I saw on the news, I think it just broke today, that uh, UFC President uh, Dana White says that Brock Lesnar is not coming back to the UFC. He's not going to do another fight. Um, I, I'm, I'm fine with that. I, I understood when they, uh, Dana White wanted to set up, uh, Cormier versus, um, Brock Lesnar after, uh, Cormier's win over Stipe, um, purely because it was going to be a money fight for Cormier, you know, kind of like a little reward, kind of like how he did with Connor and let him take the, you know, the one off and go fight Floyd Mayweather, not as big as a, of a payday, but you know, same idea. Um, but I mean, Brock, I think kind of, at least for me, um, his UFC stint is kind of worn thin. It, um, he, he had some success and it was a good novelty in the beginning and it, you know, he's, you know, champion, a legitimate, legitimate champion. But I mean, after UFC 200 and, you know, him saying that, you know, I'm just a big jacked white boy when he was asked about like steroids and everything. And, um, then coming back after his fight with Mark Hunt, uh, his test coming back and he was juiced to the gills, you know, I, I mean, I don't know why I understand the reward for Cormier, but I don't understand the reward for Brock, you know, fighting for the championship after, um, you know, that, the debacle at UFC 200. So, um, I, I, I think yeah. that that ultimately and maybe unintentionally set up the right fight, which is going to be Cormier versus Stipe too. Yeah, I think uh, they were planning on backing up a truckload of money for both of those guys. Um, mm-hmm. Brock Lesnar brings the name recognition. Of course, WWE fans probably tune in for that. And uh, so there, there was a lot of dollar signs flashing there. Uh, if you're a pure MMA fan, I don't think that fight's interesting at all. Uh, no. Looking back on his career, you remember he's the guy who didn't like to get hit. Um, right. You know, a, a good hit would fold him up, and uh, and you know he had some good good wrestling skills, which he used um, uh, to, to some good effect, especially in that Shane Carwin fight uh, where he was kind of losing until uh, Carwin gassed, and he was able to use some um, some wrestling to beat beat him. Uh, Brock Lesnar went in that one, but uh, other than that, um, you know, I I would probably pick. Daniel Cormier to win that fight. Um, if mm-hmm. you can get in, just get in one or two good hits, and um, and you've got him backed up. So mm-hmm. uh, we'll, we won't know now, but um, you know, I, I think the right fight to make is the this uh, again from from the pure MMA fan perspective is uh, what they apparently look like they're going to do is um, like you said a rematch with Stipe. Um, I want to see that one. I want to see Stipe uh, get another crack at that uh, before. Uh, DC hangs it up. I said, think uh, from what I've heard, it looks like this is going to be uh, DC is planning for this next one to be his last, um, and uh, so we'll we'll see if that uh, comes true. If uh, Stipe gets this match and if he can get the win, what do you, what do you think? Looking ahead on that, uh, I, I get like I said, I completely agree. I, I think that is the fight to make. That's the fight that they should have made. 
um, in the first place. And um, I, I agree. I think this is likely. So I think if Cormier wins, th- this is almost a slam dunk for his last fight. Um, I think if he loses, that may um, open up the door to either a trilogy with Stipe or um, a uh, trilogy with John Jones, uh, potentially. I could see the, you know, the just right in that, uh, that fight, a third fight happening with John Jones. Um, Daniel Cormier originally, you know, had a hard and fast deadline when he turned 40. He was going to retire. Uh, he's since um, backed off a little bit on that. There, you know, he, there may be, you know, another fight or two for him. You know, maybe he finishes out 2019 with a couple more fights and then retires. But, um, yeah, either way, uh, if this isn't his last fight, I think it's very close to it. All right. Okay. Well, let's look at how we did from last week. And I think I went three and three. I think you did too. I, um, one of the, uh, the side effects of doing the, um, podcast at uh you know later at night <laughs> and both of us having kids is i get a little loopy sometimes and i'm still a new, <laughs> new dad and getting used to the sleep deprivation so um i did have you marked down for picking jack hermanson is that correct mm-hmm. right okay mm-hmm. perfect because I, I started i yeah. started to doubt myself I'm like yeah, i'm pretty I, sure that's right but again and i intended to um go back and re-listen to our podcast today to verify that. And like I said, just being a new dad got in the way and um, I ran out of time. So you are three and three. I am two and four. Two and four. So rough night for Kevin yes. last <laughs> week. But uh, So the first one of the night, uh, Roosevelt Roberts beat Thomas Gifford in a three-round decision. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I don't think um, I don't think anyone was saying there's anything controversial about this decision, but um, I, I completely agree with the judges. I think Roberts did just enough to um, win all three of those rounds. Um, it was a competitive fight, it was a fight, but um, I feel that uh, Roberts uh, didn't. Well, he didn't do anything special. It was a solid win, and he was able to control. And um, I, I think the takedowns are likely what. He what gave the the fight to him? Yeah, that that looked uh, how that one went down. I don't think there's much more to say about that. That one was pretty, um, pretty uh, solid, I guess, as far as uh, prognosticators such as ourselves looking for Roberts to win that one. So there was no surprise really in that uh, outcome. <laughs> I was right and I was wrong because I thought Roberts would get a finish. Uh, oh, he got the yeah. win, but um, maybe I get a half. Uh, of a, uh, a a win there win because I, I didn't I didn't I didn't finish the second part and, and he he did not uh, didn't. put uh, Gifford away but he did he did get the the nod he did well well yeah so if you bet on the finish you wouldn't have won uh, but um, you did pick the winner so we'll we'll give you credit for that all right um, <laughs> <laughs> all right the uh, second fight on the night was the bantamweight weight match uh, John Lineker and Corey Sandhagen. Maybe a little controversy in this one, um, a split decision. I picked Lineker. I thought that Sanhagen won. Um, I thought I, I really liked how he was able to control the distance. He moved in and out really well. 
Um, Lineker uh, was lunching in with some bombs, landing some good shots. Uh, strikes were fairly close, um, but I thought uh, all in all, uh, San Hagen mixed it up better, uh, controlled the distance better, and I had him winning two or three of those rounds um, with the last round. Going to Lineker, again, another close fight, but um, I do think that San Hagen won that one. Yeah, I, I watching it, uh, I had uh, thought San Hagen had I won it pretty handily. I mean, not um, you know, it wasn't. I mean, it was competitive, but I, I mm-hmm. thought to me it was obvious that that he won the fight. So I was surprised when they announced a split decision, uh, but that happens happens in MMA. Um, I think it did come out on the right way though in, in that. Mm-hmm. Agreed. All right. So uh, those were my um, my two of my wins. Uh, I started out two and zero in the evening, and it went south for me quickly after that. Um, the the third fight on the night, Glover Teixeira and Ion Kudalaba. Uh, we both picked Kudalaba. Yeah, to finish, and I mean we we I think we gave Teixeira his due, but we thought this was kind of maybe a little bit of a passing of the guard fight. Um, new lion versus old lion, and it started off looking that way a little bit. Uh, Kudalaba landing uh, some good shots and uh, putting him to share in trouble early. Uh, to share came back though, showed that there's still some fight in that old dog. And <laughs> yeah. after the fight, I think he said something like, uh, You can't question my heart, or don't question my heart, or whatever. And you know, duly noted, um, he did mm-hmm. come back, which looked like a, a slipper. He, he pushed Kudalaba to the ground, and then Kudalaba just kind of had I don't know if he gassed or if you know he, there was some sort of injury or something, but it, he just had nothing for Teixeira after that. I think Teixeira pretty easily, um, you know, moved from side control to mount, um, and then got the back. Uh, so yeah. great win for Teixeira. Um, you know, hats off to him and uh, Kudalaba. He he did look impressive up until um, you know that little sequence in the second when when he got submitted. Right. Yeah. Uh, one of those where he, he um, might have been winning right up until he lost, but uh, Glover Teixeira uh, was the opposite. Uh, I mean, his performance the opposite of my prediction. Uh, he definitely proved me wrong. He's got a lot more left in him than I thought he had. Uh, so. Uh, I look forward to seeing his next one, see what he brings back to his next opponent. Yeah, and I mean, they, they were both throwing heavy shots. Um, and Teixeira, uh, you know, it, although he did get hurt, you know, was taking him and, and, and you know, was coming back and marching forward. So, um, agreed. I think there's there's more in his tank than we had previously thought. And, and I mean, look, you know, we went after his, you know, we're, we're looking at his... Um, his last few fights and, you know, he was kind of hit or miss, um, you know, mixing in the wins and losses. And it looked like he was on the downtrend, um, uh, you know, the downside of his career. I mean, and, um, you know, now it, I, I think he does have, well, you know, he definitely knows that retirement's lurking. Um, he has, he has more in the tank and, uh, we learned our lesson and we should not write him off yet. <laughs> exactly. All right. Well, the fourth fight of the evening, a welterweight match. Mike Perry gets the decision win over Alex Oliveria. And <laughs> I love these two coming in, having like uh, kind of dance off, you know, them, them showing the cameras back and forth. Um, this kind of went how I predicted, you know, wild fight. I saw somewhere, you know, that this was like Mike Perry uh, being from Florida. 
I think uh, in, in the last podcast, I was I, I called it that he was East Coast, but I thought he had a little more you know, thicker, you know, like New York or Boston accent. Um, my bad. I should have, you know, done my research. He's a Florida boy, and someone said that this was like the Florida of fights. <laughs> um, you know, he he, tu- he turned it into you know wild and crazy ball uh, brawl. Excuse me, and uh, was able to get the win. Um, I think uh, you, another close, great fight, but I I, I do think that. Uh, I do completely agree with the judge's decision that, you know, uh, Perry, Platinum Perry did enough to get this victory. Yeah, and, and watching it to me, I didn't really think uh, Oliveria had any, any. Uh, I didn't think Oliveria had him threatened really at any time in this fight. I thought it was a handy decision, an easy decision win uh, for Perry. Um, and I, I mean easy by uh, an obvious decision win. Um, mm-hmm. I, I thought I thought Oliveri was going to come in with something more, but he just did not have uh, an answer for Perry. Couldn't get through his defense. Couldn't really get a good uh, punch off. Uh, to me, in, the, in uh, the majority of that fight, at least. Yeah, and he, he he's another guy who um, you know, looking back and just solely um, going off his record, has been a little bit up and down lately. Lately, you know, he's had uh, in his last five fights. Um, you know, some impressive and, and really good wins. And then you sprinkle in a couple, um, you know, lackluster and, um, you know, I wouldn't say bad losses, but, um, you know, he, he, he's shown that he's vulnerable, um, I, I guess. Uh, you know, so it's another guy who's kind of going up and down right now, but always dangerous, great fighter, entertaining fighter. And um, this, to me, was probably, I don't think probably, I think hands down, this was the most entertaining fight um, on the card. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Main event, toss-up between this and the main <laughs> event. But this, I mean, this was this is a wild fight, you know, a yeah. knockdown, drag-out brawl. And, you know, that's, you know, yeah. um, uh, I'll go with it. That's that's kind of like what I like to see from time to time. So, <laughs> Okay. All right. Well, the fifth fight was probably our worst pick of the night. I, I think conclusively our worst pick of the night. A heavyweight match between Greg Hardy, Dmitry Smolyakov. Uh, we both had Smolyakov, but Greg Hardy gets the KO in round one. And Greg Hardy did come out um, conservative as far as, I, I think, I guess, conserving his energy bull rush initially and you know blow his gas tank um before he had a uh, smolikov hurt um looking at the stats it's crazy i know he didn't do much but um total strikes for smolikov was three landing yeah. one so he was 33 percent and only throwing three strikes um after the fight dana um kind of ripping into smolikov saying this guy was nine and oh you know who are these nine bums that he fought or whatever and um, you, you know, I, it's one of those that Greg Hardy did look impressive, um, kind of a sloppy fight. You know, I, I heard him, you know, afterwards calling out some top five guys. Um, he's, I think you should probably pump the brakes on that. I think he's got a lot of talent, a lot of potential, but he's also got a, a, a long way to go. So, um, you know, it'd be interesting to see you know, what he ends up being as, you know, he continues to fight higher ranked uh, fighters. Um, Dana also, you know, I think some people saying, you know, this is a give me fight, a set me up, a set up fight or whatever. 
Dana White saying we don't do those. I think that's debatable, um, but I do think that you know they continue. I don't think they should throw him to the wolves right away. Um, I think they should bring him up um, uh, consummate with his talent level and his rankings, and which seems to be what they're doing. Yeah, uh, he showed again his power, impressive power. Mm-hmm. But you know, he, he uh, Smolikov didn't have anything for him. Uh, so yeah, be, even though he he got the impressive knockout against showed great power, uh, I, I agree with what you're saying. Uh, he, he needs he's I don't see him ready for a, a top five for for a while. He's got a few more fights to go. Um, and want to see a next opponent who's uh, who's got who shows something. Uh, and Smalley Cobb didn't show anything in this fight. So uh, we'll see how he, he's got to, I think, show that he can handle some adversity before, uh, you know, and, and show that he's handled a quality opponent. Um, maybe Smalley Cobb was better than we think. I don't think so. But um, he, he hasn't shown that, that he's really got uh, that. And he's really to take that next step. Uh, he, he's, so, yeah, we'll, we'll see. I, mean, I do want to see him see that one again. See, you know, where he comes up, but you know, this guy hasn't been in the game all that long. Right? No. So, um, nope. you know, he's, he's, uh, still got some question marks around him. Um, but for sure, know, it, it's, it's an entertaining fighter guy. Who's got a lot of power. Uh, those kinds of guys are always dangerous. So we'll see where he goes next. Mm-hmm. All right. So the main event, middleweight bout between Jacare and Hermanson. And, uh, I finally, Got back in the winning column on my predictions with this one. Uh, Manson gets the decision. Yeah, and, and um, kind of a really impressive fight by Hermanson. Um, also, two things that can be true at once. A disappointing, I think, outing for, for Jacare. Um, I, I don't know. He's a guy, like I said, who's been, who's kind of lived in and around the top five always in the conversation for a title shot. Um, I think Dana White had said he wins this fight. He gets a title shot for his next fight. And I don't know if that played to some part and, you know, nerves took over um, or or whatever, or, you know, if he's just, you know, he's an older fighter, like we talked about and, you know, maybe we're starting to see his decline. Um, But that being said, uh, Hermanson um, really came out, took it to him. Um, I I think the only round, obviously, that Jacare won and was even really competitive in was that third round. Um, the uh, announcers, you know, I think uh, um, Dominic uh, in, in particular was talking about, you know, he needs to go to the body, then go to the head, and he was doing that successfully in the third round for whatever reason, abandoned that. Um, and, you know, Hermanson, I mean, took him down, controlled him, um, just ate him up on the feet. And it, it was really um, good, like I said, outing for him, particularly on short notice against a tough and top-ranked opponent in Jacare Souza. And I'm, I'm excited to see what's next. This is, you know, fresh blood in the middleweight division. Um, and this is, I think, quickly becoming one of the more exciting divisions in the UFC. Yeah, um, that was uh, an interesting one, too. I thought I went out on the limb a little bit with Hermanson on that one. Um, but, um, yeah, I was surprised that um, that it went... To me, I, I, I thought it was uh, more 
Um, well, I, I was disappointed in Jacare's performance. So that's what I, I'm trying to say. Um, but uh, it was a great win for Hermanson. It'd be great to see uh, somebody shaking up that division, see what he can do going forward as well. Um, so uh, I, I like the, the pick making me go three and three. Uh, sometimes you got to take uh, the chance. You, you, you don't hit the you don't hit the home run if you don't swing at the ball, right? That's right. And, and, and what about that uh, submission that he got, Jacare, and that uh, oh, that, that choke Jacare was able to get out and squirm his way to his back? And you know they're talking about you know take note at home, up and coming fighters or fighters in general. That's how you get out of that submission. I think he catches practically anyone else in that choke, and and mm-hmm. and that's a win right there. Right. He chokes them out or they tap. And, you know, Jacare, you know, being the decorated uh, Brazilian jiu-jitsu player and, uh, you know, submission grappler that he is, you know, knew what to do, uh, kept calm out of it. Um, but that was that, that was <laughs> that was in pretty deep and, uh-huh. and it wasn't looking too good for, for Souza there for a minute. Yeah, no, he, he uh, showed a great ground game in that and. Uh, an impressive against uh, uh, a Brazilian fighter who I mean, you would uh, um, think that might not uh, should should be able to to get out of those um, uh, somewhat easier or not get into those in the first place, right? Um, right. But Hermanson did a great job um, on, on those moves in that that exchange. All right. Well, let's put a bow on that fight night. One fifty is in the past. Um, let's forget about some of those bad picks and get back on the horse and see what we have got coming up um, and uh, see if we can match or do better in our prognostication again for um, UFC Fight Night 151 in Ottawa, Canada. So the first matchup of the night is going to be a middleweight bout uh, scheduled between Andrew Sanchez and Mark Andre Bar- Barrio. Yeah, that's a good, I had to look that up. <laughs> this is his first fight in UFC. Um, French Canadian uh, and uh, Barrio, I believe. Um, I, I'm, we're we're probably slaughtering that, but you know he's a, maybe he'll you know shortly be. Yeah, household name, and we'll feel silly for you know fumbling through his name. Um, looking at this fight, I, I like how uh, Mark Andre looking at his fights. Um, I like how he moves in and out and and switches up um, between striking and wrestling. Um, however, I really see this going um, down as uh, Andrew Sanchez controlling with the grappling. Uh, Obviously, a step up in competition. This being uh, Mark Andre's first fight in the uh, um, the UFC, um, he's not that heavy of an underdog. However, um, like I said, watching uh, Andrew Sanchez on uh, the Ultimate Fighter, and just maybe maybe I'm a little bit biased for having more exposure to him. Um, I, I think that this is going to be one that he controls with his wrestling and uh, ekes out a decision. So, so you're going for Barrio. I am going for Sanchez. Oh, okay. I think, okay. I, yeah, no, sorry. Sanchez. I think I, okay. I think Sanchez um, is going to be able to uh, get the decision. I, I think he's going to be able to control where the fight takes place. Um, you know, if he, if he's not, yeah. if he's getting the worst of the exchanges, I think that he's he's able uh, and capable of taking it to the ground. 
Um, and, and that's, I, I think that's, mm. you know, he, he has more experience and, uh, give the edge to him on the ground. So I don't think it's going to be an exciting fight. I think this is going to be more takedown control, uh, get some ground and pound to build up some points and, uh, Sanchez gets a decision. All right. Okay. I am going to agree with you. Um, I, I, I like it when we split, you know, as we see, uh, you know, who, who can, who's got the best insights on this, but, um, in this case, uh, I, I can't disagree. I, I think, uh, experience, UFC experience is going to win the day. Uh, I think Sanchez, uh, just from research we've been able to do, uh, looks like he's got the more rounded game and I expect him to come out with the win. All right, so we're we're both picking Sanchez on this. I do Sanchez. like um I, I do like the nicknames in this. Just going off a completely irrelevant, <laughs> completely I guess non relevant uh, to to the fight. Um, Alderte for Sanchez, Power Bar, which is interesting. I'd like to do some research. Um, power Bar, dig in a little bar, bit and find out how he got that nickname. Yeah, I think you faded out a second, but just to clarify, Power Bar. Power bar. Very out. So I, I and um, I, I actually did take that into account. I, I didn't mention it, but uh, I think um, I have to give the the nickname edge to Sanchez uh, and El Durte mm-hmm. uh, in this particular bout. Um, we'll see. Not as still not as good as my all time favorite, the Mexicutioner uh, yep. from old Joey <laughs> Beltran. Um, but El Durte is is. Getting getting close. I kind of I, I, I like that one. Yeah, I like um, just off the top of my head. One of my favorites. It's up there. One of my favorites. Uh, Ian McCall, Uncle Creepy. <laughs> <laughs> Probably don't want to know the story behind how he got that. So yes. Yeah. That one where... <laughs> All right. So um, we are. Uh, and a consensus on the first fight. We'll look at the next bout of the night, heavyweight matchup, Walt Harris and Sergey Spivak. Um, same kind of thought process for me behind this one. Um, Walt Harris with Sergey Spivak, Spivak um, the polar bear coming in here. No, his first UFC fight. Um, no UFC experience. One interesting thing going, uh, looking at him, he did fight Travis Fulton, um, who I had not heard of, but, uh, when they announced his record of, uh, 300 and something or over 300 fights, I'm like, there's no way this could, there's gotta be something with it. But I did look him up. I did look through his fights and Travis Fulton does have over 300 MMA fights. He is the uh, most active or has the most fights of, uh, any professional mixed martial artist just a little uh piece of trivia for everyone there um but uh i am going with walt harris on this um i you know i i think that coming from american top team he's going to have um a good game put together uh he has more ufc experience obviously um because spivak does not doesn't have any and um I, you know, I think that he's going to be able to control this fight and dictate where this fight takes place. And that's probably the biggest um, factor that I look at when I'm thinking about a fight is, you know, who's who has the most opportunity to win. And that's a big chunk of it for me is who's who's able to determine 
um, where the fight takes place more often to play to their strengths. And I think in this case, it's Walt Harris, and um, I'm picking him to win the decision. Decision. Okay. Um, I, uh, I have to agree on that one again uh, with you. Uh, Walt Harris looks to me to, to be um, the more uh, dominant fighter of the two, let's call it. Um, uh, with uh, Sergey Spivak coming out of Ukraine, uh, it's hard picking those those um, Ukrainian uh, or nearby uh, Russian fighters. I think, man, you really don't know what you're going to get when they come over here. Um, uh, but um, with uh, Spivak, um, I uh, I think this is going to be his UFC debut, if I am not mistaken. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, I, uh, that's just a huge step up in, uh, competition. I think that, that Walt Harris is, is going to have, uh, the, the proven experience to beat him. Yeah. And I, you know, um, that's the, <laughs> considering when I was thinking about this fight is, you know, am I, it, I agree a hundred percent with you about, you know, the re- Ukrainian or Russian fighters or, you know, European fighters, let's just say in general anyways, because you, you really don't know looking through their records and watching their highlights, um, you know, who, you know, who they're fighting and what the level of the competition is. Um, that being said, I also, like I was saying, considering maybe I'm a little gun shy after Smolyakov, you know, thinking that, oh, yeah, you know, he, Greg Hardy, another inexperienced guy, or, you know, an inexperienced guy versus you know, a guy who's um, not that experienced, even though in small coffee had a couple of UFC fights, a couple of UFC losses, um, you know, maybe they're more on even footing and, you know, I'm going to give it to small And then after that performance, admittedly, I'm probably a little bit gun shy picking Spivak, but I, you know, I'm going to stick to, I think Walt to dictate where this fight takes place. And, um, I, you know, I, I think he's going to win. All right. Okay, well, the third bout, we'll move on to that. That's going to be a Bantamweight matchup. Brad Superman Katona versus Mirab Devalishvili. Yeah, and Katona, if I'm not mistaken, I believe that he won the Ultimate Fighter. Um, his, his a couple of fights in the UFC. Um and uh, where him and uh, Marab, you know, are probably about equal in the uh, UFC experience. Uh, Marab's the favorite. Um, doing research on this, uh, the last fight, uh, it wasn't his last fight, but um, there's a fight uh, that he had against Ricky Simone um, that he lost on a guillotine choke. Um, some controversy behind it. But I, I think, you know, watching that fight, that, that shows I'm going with Marab on this, um, rambling a little bit here, but I guess what I'm trying to get to <laughs> or circle back to is he, he's coming out of uh, Sarah Jiu-Jitsu. It's Ray Longo, Matt Sarah, you know, training up there with like Chris Weidman, um, uh, Rage and Al, uh, all those guys. So I think not only does uh, – I think he's got more grit when watching these guys highlight. I think he's a grittier fighter tougher fighter in that, you know, you know, he's rolling with some beasts, um, in, in his, uh, gym. So I, I think, um, I'm going with Marab 
I don't know. I'm not going to call my shot. I don't know if he's going to finish or not, but um, I think uh, I think that he he holds the edge in this one. To me, right. yeah, this one. I think this one is is going to be really close. Uh, to me, this one's hard to call. Um, you know, I, I, it sounds to me you're you're going with um, uh, with Marab out of. Uh, mostly because of where he's coming from with Sarah. Um, mm-hmm. he, I, I agree. Sarah is, a, is a, a good camp, good coach, I think. But uh, this one, um, I am going to have to go with uh, Katona, I think. I think it's going to be close and almost a toss-up for me on this one. Um, and, but I, I, I'm... I'm Thinking just with their recent record, I've got a little bit more faith in Katona on this one. And that's fair. I mean, this is almost, uh, it, it sounds cliche to say nowadays, but this is almost kind of a, a you know striker versus grappler matchup. Um, as close as you can get nowadays with everyone being so well-rounded. Um, definitely uh, Marab with his Sarah, you know, his background with uh, Sarah Camp and jujitsu, and um, in his UFC stint, he averages almost seven take or over seven takedowns per minute. And then you have um, uh, Katona, who who averages almost five strikes landed per minute, which is you know up doesn't sound a lot, but that's up there, and it, it's definitely higher than Marab's average. So. Like I said, I don't know why I'm rambling so much on this, but I think to, to wrap it up, um, Rob, to me, is a grittier fighter. Again, going back with my who can control where this fight takes place, um, I think that's Marab. I, I, I like what he does. He seems to catch uh, his opponent's kick a lot and, and take him down and you know get on top and, and work for that mount. So um, I look for him to do that mm-hmm. in, in this fight and, um, and uh, get that win. Yeah, no, I, I see that. And I think this one's a dangerous pick for me. Um, you, know, you got a guy coming out of a Sarah camp who, who would presumably have some good um, some good grappling coaching there. Um, and if he puts that to good use, uh, negates that with uh, a guy who really fights out of Ireland. Um, you know, the the UK fighters uh, and Irish fighters really tend to have uh, a reputation for more of a striking uh, type. So if you get a guy who knows jujitsu and uh, it presumably comes out and would, would, should should be able to put that to use coming out of a camp like Sarah's camp. Um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm uh, on shaky ground. So uh, we'll see how it goes. I'm going to stick with it though, and uh, see if the the striker can come out on top. Hey, you just you just got that Hermanson pick. So I mean, it's not, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, it's not like this. These gambles don't pay pay off. And, and you're right, coming out of the straight blast gym. Conor McGregor's gym, or maybe former gym, who knows? I mean, they, they're they nothing to sneeze at, and they, they put out quality fighters as well, obviously. Yeah. I like that uh, Long Island grittiness, I guess. <laughs> yeah. All right, so the uh, next fight is going to be a featherweight matchup, and this one is one of, the, one of them that I'm looking forward to most. Cub Swanson versus Shane Burgos. And um, Cub Swanson, uh, last win coming in 2017. He's been on a little bit of a skid here, um, a, a three-fight losing streak, uh, to be exact. And I, I don't know. He, he's 
not he, he's older i guess for a fighter at 35 but he's been fighting for a while and i, I guess i'm i'm leading and building up to that i, I really think and, and i didn't learn my lesson with that glover to share a fight um and i again i'm going to pick against the fighter who's maybe a little longer in the tooth um and who has the shakier record as of late um but i really see you know this being kind of a, you know, I don't think this is going to be his last fight, but um, I, I, I'm going with Shane Burgos on this. Um, I just, you know, the younger fighter, um, let more tread on his tires. And um, I, like I said, I think Cub Swanson definitely is on the backside of his career. Um, it, it looked uh, not too long ago, a few years ago, he was putting together some nice wins. and. Um, that he may make a resurgence and in, in, in battle for that featherweight championship. Um, but I, I think this is, this is about it for Cub Swanson. He maybe has a couple fights. I hope I'm wrong. Cause I, I, he's an entertaining fighter. Um, kind of one of those brawler mentalities. Um, but I, 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 like I said, I just, I see this more as being, um, he's an older fighter and, uh, like I said, less tread on the tire. You know, this kind of a patch, passing of the torch fight, if you will. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Well, um, this one, I my head says Shane Burgos. You know, like you said, younger fighter, um, what is eleven one? Um, looks uh, like he's you know hungry for it. Maybe coming up, you know, got more. Uh, especially with with Cub Swanson's uh, skid lately, but look who he skidded against. Well, maybe the last one, Renato Moicano. But before that, Frankie Edgar uh, mm-hmm. lost to Frankie Edgar. Before that, Brian Ortega, who's got to be one of the best jujitsu guys at, at bantamweight. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, so those uh, there's there's nothing embarrassing about that. You know, I mean, those those are some nope. some high quality guys. Um, and and uh, you got to look at his camp. Cub Swanson fights out of one of the best in the business, Jackson Week MMA, mm-hmm. out of Albuquerque. And uh, so uh, I'm, I'm pumping I'm, I'm pumping that up, trying to, to reassure myself that my heart is right on this, um, and my bias is clear. I am a big Cub Swanson fan. I love watching Cub Swanson. There's something about him. Really appeals to me. I think he's got heart. Uh, I was disappointed in his last loss, um, uh, and, and and well, his two before that, uh, but mostly in, in the last one. I, I thought uh, that was one that he really wanted to, you know, should have come back to win. Um, coming off the, the previous two, but um, that said, I'm, I'm still going to go with my heart on this one. Cub Swanson. Is, is going to and he is the underdog in this, the betting underdog as well. So all the signs are there, uh, but I'm going to go with my heart. Cub Swanson is going to turn it around and make Shane Burgos his, his next victim on his on this uh, comeback that he's going to come on for the next few fights. And that's a good point too about his camp. And um, I, I don't know how much camp has to do with it, or you know fighter but let's say you know they they both have um you know some some effect on it look at uh diego sanchez 
mm-hmm. coming out of the same camp. Yeah. Uh, another fighter, mm-hmm. a lot of miles on uh, Diego Sanchez, and he's having somewhat of a career resurgence. So, um, if it, like you said, uh, it's very fair point that um, Jackson Winklejohn, uh, some of the best, if not the best in the business, I think, of, of putting together game plans and um, you know setting their fighters up for success. So. Um, Kev Swanson is definitely going to be prepared for this fight. Um, it's just going to be a question of whether or not he can execute against a younger fighter. Yeah. Okay. All right. The next bout of the evening, a middleweight matchup, Derek Brunson and Elias Thurado. Thurado, excuse me. Theodoro, I believe. <laughs> Elias another Theodore. One, another one of those tricky uh, French-Canadian names, okay. or at least Canadian name. I'm mm-hmm. Not an expert. I don't know if it's French-Canadian. Um, Brunson on uh, somewhat of a uh, skid here, and uh, he, he lost most recently to the current uh, interim uh, champion, uh, Israel Adesanya. Um, and, and Brunson really couldn't get anything going in that fight. Um, Adesanya was able to stifle his takedowns, um, which that was going into that fight, uh, an area where a lot of people thought Brunson would have and should have the advantage. Um, Adesanya coming from a kickboxing uh, background fight prior to that, uh, he, he lost by head kick, uh, knockout to Jacare Souza, um, a submission artist, largely or at least what he's known for his background. So um, two first-round finishes, knockout finishes, um, that Brunson's coming off of. I don't think that uh, Theodoro is going to knock him out. Um, He doesn't uh, win a lot of the time uh, by knockout. The majority of the time he goes to decision, and uh, I think that's uh, um, what's going to happen in this fight. I think this fight is going to be um a lot of maybe you know for lack of a better term the snoozer on the card i think there's going to be a lot of uh grappling up and against the cage uh, a lot of jockeying for position and i think uh theodoro is going to uh win that fight mostly because of of brunson's last two fights and i I can't help but think that he's going to be a little uh gun shy uh going into any striking and that may end up playing in his hand if he, he relies heavily on his um, his uh, grappling. But I, I think that uh, Theodoro is a game opponent. Um, I, I think that he can uh, keep up with him in the grappling realm, and I think that he's going to edge out a decision. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Interesting. It is hard to pick uh, Derek Brunson coming off those losses. Um, but... Uh, looking at the betting line, he's actually slightly favored, I think, in this one. And um, even so, like I said, hard to pick him uh, coming off the two losses, but I'm going to do it anyway. You're going to do it. You're the man who picked okay. Hermanson. You're not do afraid it. of I did. No, I, I know what's <laughs> going on. And, you know, to me, uh, and again, Jackson Wink, um, I don't think uh, – you can go wrong by picking a Jackson Wink fighter. I mean, they do lose occasionally. It does happen. But um, in, in this case, um, I think it is going to be um, power over decisions. Does that make sense? Anyway, what I'm saying is I think this power is going to win out. I don't think the, uh, Theodoru is going to be able to 
um, just coast to a decision, so to speak. Um, sure. And, it's, and, 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 you know, he, he's, like you said, he, he seems to be a guy who, who uh, gets, gets his wins mostly by decision. He's got a, uh, some knockouts, but um, I think uh, Brunson, it's time for him to put it back together, uh, face an opponent like Theodoru, and get the stoppage. Uh, he's he's going to do it. That's my prediction. All right, yeah, maybe, he's going to turn this ship around. He's, yeah. he, you know, Brunson, um, not too long ago, in, in you know, um, even prior to his, you know, losses and style bender, um, coming off of that, uh, when he went to the uh, Anderson Silva fight that he lost unanimous decision, um, a lot of people thought that he had... Um, a good chance if not it would be the favorite in that fight simply because you know he, he's a grappler and he'd you know be able to take anderson down and, and control the fight and, and ground and pound um that that fight it's I, I think that he said that maybe he gave anderson a little bit too much respect and um he was a little tentative to pull the trigger um just because of anderson's um you know striking and you know the aura and his history is the, one of the greatest, if not the greatest, fighters of all time. Um, so, well, uh, Theodoru is certainly not Anderson Silva. Um, you know, I think uh, there may be some of that, uh, you know, mental mind, not even mind games, but there, there may be some of that, you know, he may have some mental stuff to overcome to, you know, pull the trigger in this fight. Perhaps, uh, particularly, like I said, I know I'm leaning heavily off those last two losses, um, but uh, this just—it's my take on it. Um, no, I can see that. I can see that. Um, uh, we'll see. I think this is my bold pick of the night. Uh, the the one my my uh, uh, yeah, yeah we'll my bold pick of the night. We'll call it. Okay. All right. Okay. So on to the main event: a lightweight matchup between Al Raging Iaquinta and Donald Cowboy Cerrone. Now, who doesn't want to see a fight featuring the Cowboy? It, only crazy people don't want to see it. <laughs> I mean, Cowboy always comes to fight. Um, sometimes uh, I, I think he's recently, uh, not even recently. I think he's overcome. He used to be penned as a slow starter, and you know he need to get hit a few times to realize and wake up that you know I, I'm in a fight, and then he get going, and then he start kicking some butt. Um, I, I don't think that's necessarily any longer the case any longer with Cowboy. He's a guy too. Um, talking about Cub Swanson and mentioning Diego Sanchez, who was on somewhat of a skid. He was bouncing around between 155 and 170. Uh, he had lost a few fights. Um, in a row, uh, it, it looked like he, you know, the door may be shutting on his career. Um, Jackson Wink fighter, uh, and you know he's he's had somewhat of a career resurgence, if, if you could say. I mean, the guy <laughs> seems like every other month the guy's fighting. Um, one of the more active fighters on the UFC rocker, the most active fighter. In fact, I think this is going to be his thirty-first UFC fight which is, uh, I think he's breaking his own record. Um, he may have the most wins. I, I should probably look that up so I know what I'm talking about. But if I recall, 
uh, his last win put him for the most all-time wins in the UFC. Um, so an awesome fighter, a guy who's down to fight anytime, anywhere. Uh, it seems like he's coming off a win, and anytime that he's coming off a win, an opponent drops out on a card a week after his last fight, and he's like, hey, I know a guy, Dana. I know a guy who will fill this <laughs> spot. So, um, yeah, I just said huge fan of Cowboy. Um, big fan of uh, Raging Al, too. He's, that's another guy, same mentality, anytime, anywhere. He, he stepped up on a day notice, essentially, uh, or, or I think this that day. Um, he stepped up and uh, fought uh, Habib Nurmagomedov at a UFC 223 um, after uh, Holloway had to pull out so and, and fought uh, a decision. So um, Al, a tough guy too. Um, this is going to be for me like uh, it was for you with Cub. I think my head says Alaquinta, Alaquinta, uh, Quinta. But uh, my heart says Donald Cerrone, and I'm I'm going to go with Donald Cerrone. Either way, I think this is going to be an entertaining, entertaining knockdown, drag him out fight. All right, I am exactly the same spot with you. Um, head over heart, or heart over head. Which way do I go? Um, I love Cowboy Cerrone. He is pr- probably. Um, Definitely in my top three favorite fighters. Hard to place exactly uh, where he is. But and anytime Cowboy's on the card, I'm going to watch that fight. Um, so uh, you know, when when win or lose, it's it's going to be an entertaining one with him in it. Uh, this is a guy who goes in uh, to make a show. So um, my my heart says Cowboy, uh, and I'm still even as I'm I'm saying this right now, I still haven't made my final pick. Uh, between these two, that's how close it is. I think Quinta uh, uh, is um, is uh, the betting odds favorite uh, with his uh, his last um, couple fights. That that one with uh, Khabib was, I thought, very impressive. Even though with the loss uh, coming mm-hmm. at such short notice, you know he's beaten uh, Diego Sanchez uh, uh, back in 2017. Um, his last fight, uh, another decision. Um, this guy uh, likes to go for a lot of decisions, actually. But, um, you know, my head says he should probably do it, but I am also um, going to go with my heart. I'm going to pick Donald Cerrone on this one as well. Um, again, this, this is a, a, a Jackson Wink card, a lot of, a lot of Jackson Wink fighters on this. Uh, I always like how they game plan, um, and Cerrone... Um, if, if, uh, he's got nothing else, which he's got plenty of else, but, uh, he's got heart and, um, uh, I, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with him on this. Uh, let's see if he can, yeah, he can do it. He, he's got, um, he can fight you on the ground, fight you standing up. Uh, he's a threat everywhere. So, uh, let's uh, see if he will not let us down. Don't let me down heart. And, and that that's a, a good point to make about um, Cerrone because I think when you know, the first thing that maybe uh, pops into your head when you think of Cerrone is his striking and you know some of the ridiculous combinations that he's thrown and you know his kicks. Um, but I remember way back on when they had that tap out show where the tap out guys were going mm-hmm. trying to find the diamonds in the rough. Mm-hmm. Cerrone was on that show and. Um, you know the the uh, his his coach was like you know here this guy we got a guy who's uh, 
kickboxer, Muay Thai, whatever, but most of his wins are by submission. And uh, that still holds, holds true. Um, 17, almost 50% of the time, uh, 17 wins uh, Cerrone has by submission. Um, so he, he's a guy like he showed a couple fights ago against Mike Perry, where you think, oh, this is going to be a great stand-up war. Um, you know, he, he can take you to the ground like he took Mike Perry to the ground, throwing a triangle choke, throwing an arm bar, um, and, and, and submit you. So, I mean, definitely uh, well accomplished on the ground. So you, you, you're right. You have to watch out for him, not only in the stand-up, but uh, if things hit the mat. Mm-hmm. And, um, and uh, Ayakinta has um, more submission losses than he has submission wins uh one to three by the way so maybe uh that's a weakness for him uh, maybe a little susceptible maybe susceptible <laughs> i don't know maybe i'm just trying to talk myself into it but T- tough uh, guy though because i mean he's, he's yeah. another guy it seems like this is the uh uh matt sarah uh greg jackson card right <laughs> you know, all these fires uh fighters and you know same logic that i used for uh for uh, Marab earlier, you know, uh, Iakinta is coming uh, from Sierra Jiu-Jitsu. There's some beasts up there, you know, <laughs> including Matt Sarah. So, I mean, there, you know, if there's anyone um, who would be prepared for the ground game, I'd have to think it was it's it's raging Al. But um, we'll see. All right. So. Um... Keep an eye on this card. I think uh, I'm predicting an entertaining card. You've got uh, a number of fighters from Sarah Jiu-Jitsu. You've got a number of fighters for Jackson Wink. Both of these, uh, both of these guys, uh, these trainers, teach people how to fight. They compare to fight, and they do fight. <laughs> they don't. They don't. They don't, yeah. don't look for for uh, sleepers among those fighters anyway. Uh, yeah, you're not going to have a, a guy looking to mm-hmm. lean on somebody for three rounds and, mm-hmm. um, you know, come up with it. You, you, there's definitely, mm-hmm. you know, control in there mm-hmm. and, and winning rounds or whatever. But at the same time, mm-hmm. both camps look to finish the fight. Mm-hmm. So uh, let's, I, that's, that's my, my final prediction is overall a good slate of cards, uh, I think, uh, because of, of where these fighters are coming from. Okay, yes. so uh, so uh, I think uh, we're gonna we're gonna call that uh, a show. We've got our picks in; uh, they're locked in, so to speak, and we will see how we do come Saturday. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, you know I I am completely fine with going zero and five if. You know, as so long as this card lives up to the, uh, you know, the hype that uh, we, we think that it will. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, thanks again for listening to Fight Stripe. Come back next week. We'll look uh, forward to the next week's fights after that. And uh, we'll wrap this one up and see how we did. Thanks for listening. I'm Jason. I'm Kevin. And uh, take it easy. Take it easy.